0: Welcome to the Tobler Show here on a Saturday morning as we uh, await the big game tomorrow night and all of the woke commercials. Uh, hopefully there won't be as much as there has been in the past, but I'm not so sure about that. Leah is over there making sure that uh, sitting in the cockpit, making sure that everything's good. And I came out from the Liberty Lair and um, I had to sneak out in the in the dark of night. <laughs> so I didn't want to be discovered, Leah. So I'm in studio today. And... Um, I did. I did wear my complete garb today. You know, wow. got, <laughs> that's an inside joke. I had some gym shorts on one time, getting ready for the show, and uh, she said, "You got your pants on? Yeah, I got my pants on. I wore my pants today. They
1: looked like boxer uh, the, shorts. No, they're not
0: boxer shorts. Well, old old fashioned gym shorts were like that. I guess I don't know. It's six oh seven. We're gonna be here till nine, and a uh, big slate of. Uh, of programming, of course, all weekend with the new uh, Sunday evening slate, which is great. I heard a little bit of that last week. Um, we've got the Mystic Show on tonight, I know. And you're producing five shows, is that right, Miss Leah?
1: Uh, I, yeah, 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 and they're all on today.
0: They're so. all on today. So you're a busy, busy young woman. And um, we're going to be covering the events that are going on in our world, including, I'm sure you've heard about it, but if you haven't, uh, yes, another uh, object shot down, this time over Alaska. I think Joe Biden must have had the message loud and clear after the China balloon made it through across several ICBM installations, uh, Whiteman Air Force Base with the B-2 Spelt Bomber, and, and all the way across to South Carolina, where just uh, a little, it just floated over the Hilton Head area, right? And... Uh and then uh, all of a sudden they, they down it. I wonder why that was any safer than it would have been to do it over Montana. But I think we know why. I think it was a, uh, a feckless Joe Biden who uh, is being taken for the, um, the stooge that I think the world does uh, take him. And we saw a lot of that on display on the State of the Union the other night. We saw a lot of, I think, uh, of stellar rebuttal with Sarah Uh, huckabee sanders uh, in return and we'll play some of that sound as we go on but as i was thinking about it the week was a busy one but also sort of an emblematic one of i think where we are in our culture uh we're now living in a culture where i don't think the rebellion is anymore the woke the um uh progressive culture i think now we the conservatives the traditional First principles values conservatives are the ones who are uh, in rebellion now because the other seems to be very established. That was on full display last week when Sam Smith, the formerly good singer, now turned demon player. And uh, uh, the man uh, acting like a woman, a, a supposed transgender uh, Kim, what was the name? Petrus, Petrus. Petrus. What is this? A person you follow? Do you know this person? I don't know.
1: Uh, I right. didn't know a big that star? person until that song. Yeah,
0: and and so now, standing, you know, standing O for the demon uh, worshipping song uh, at the Grammys. So I think we can say that the uh, progressive lost in space woke culture. Um, where what I want to do is what I want to do. And as long as it's wacky uh, off the rails, beyond the guardrails, if you make any comment about it, you're phobic and uh, you need to be canceled. That is now the establishment across American boardrooms in the in the ac- Academy. Uh, Including uh, not just the colleges, it's all the way down, because where do the teachers learn to teach their woke, progressive culture in the colleges? And now it's coming around to school districts near you. We hear about trans kids' uh, gender transformed without their parents' knowledge, and uh, lots of that going on. Uh, the government itself floating misinformation about all kinds of things from masks to uh, untested vaccine and young people. And they just presume it'll work. Um, and I am still in the right place and the right person at the right time, a vaccine advocate. But um, because of, I think, some corrupt relationships between pharmacy, pharmaceuticals and um, and government, of course, I think we've seen that maybe go awry, too. Anyway, uh, we invite you to call all morning. If you want to come into the show, I think it'd be a lot of fun to chat. Three one four nine one two one zero one nine. You give Leah a call. We'll get you on the air. And um, we'll, have a, we'll have a busy show today. We'll have, uh, we're going to talk with Patrick Ishmael from the Show Me Institute in a little bit uh, uh, this hour. And then uh, later on, Bob Onder, Dr. Bob's going to join us. You hear his, uh, his hits, uh, his medical uh, minute that he does here and comments sort of on the politics and medicine and where they intertwine. A Great allergy immunology doc, great internist, and, of course, former state senator and had a long run in the legislature here. So uh, one of our favorite people, Bob, will be joining us at 7.05. Of course, uh, Virginia Cruto at 7.45. That's always fun. Um, and uh, Dakota Wood, in advance of, uh, of uh, a great event. I can't, uh, boy, I just, I'm so excited about this. Defending America—the event coming up in a little more than a month on March 14th, right? Yeah. Uh, is and the the venue is up there at the uh, view, right at the top of the uh, Brentwood, right off, mm-hmm. off of Brentwood. And uh, I know I was there for an event with um, uh, Douglas, uh, my, uh, not Michael Douglas, but you know the writer Douglas. Uh, originally, the first event that News Talk STL did a great, great event venue. So it's super. That'll be on March 14th, and you can learn all about that on the NewsTalkSTL.com website. And uh, get ticket. We we have tickets left or no or is it?
1: Um, they announced yesterday that there's less than a hundred.
0: Okay, so just a few. I know that they were dwindling, and I knew I heard yesterday things were really going like hotcakes. Yeah,
1: hot cakes. they're going fast. Yeah,
0: and there's no charge for it, right? But you nope, have to get it's a ticket. Free, yeah, but good. you got to
1: reserve a seat.
0: So there is such a thing as a free lunch. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know if there'll be a lunch, but there's such a thing as a free talk. Yeah, and uh, so that's a good one. Dakota Wood, my guest in the eight o'clock hour, our uh, he is he is uh, the ultimate security strategy analyst, along with the other ultimate security and uh, strategy analyst, uh, Jim Talent. Uh, They'll be headlining that event. And I think uh, Chris and Tim are going to be the MCs, right? So that'll be good. The Tim and Chris show are doing a little extra duty on March 14th. So I hope that you will join them uh, on defending America. What a great time in the, <laughs> with the goings on. I mean, I know this thing was planned before the China balloon came on the China balloon came, but, um, what great timing because, uh, Lord knows uh, we are, we are now clearly, uh, confrontational adversaries of China, even though we continue to grow a trade deficit, the trade deficit grew tremendously in the last quarter of the last year. So it's been, it's been really tough. Um, so how was that T- Taylor Swift concert there? Um, Leah, no you idea.
1: asked this last week.
0: I know I did. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding you. You lent it. You lent me your fob to go out and get something out of, get my computer yeah. out of the car, and uh, it had a Taylor Swift. What was your reputation? Oh uh, yeah,
1: that was from uh, our...
0: Uh, what is that? Is that? What, did you buy a ticket? You get a Taylor Swift reputation?
1: Um. Yeah, so this was actually a special thing I got. Oh, um, okay. I got for free, but it was expensive. okay. But it's from a Reputation tour.
0: Oh, this is a, a previous tour? Yeah, oh, okay. 2018. All right. So, uh, I I don't know. I probably ought to learn a little bit about Taylor Swift. She's had, although Beyonce won Grammy. Uh, the She's had the mm-hmm. most Grammys of anyone yeah. of all time. And um, she's had a lot of um, a lot of staying power in the business, but I saw just clips. I didn't watch the Grammys, but I saw clips of the Sam Smith, uh, this Kim Petras thing. It was a debacle. I mean, I just uh, it was. Um, it, <laughs> I, I think it's 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 emblematic of where this culture has gone. And instead of fighting back against it, and you see what's what's troubling me, we're at a point now where we are actually honoring sadism, uh, demonic. Uh, 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 behavior and we're seeing that in all aspects of our life. We're seeing that in government officials who for the quest of power, uh, dominion, uh, money, um, acclaim, We'll do anything, including, you know, discard free opinions of others or influence those like Twitter, as we saw in the Twitter hearings in the oversight committee this week, uh, where the four executives were taken to task. I mean, it was brutal and it should have been. They, they deserve the, the, the beating they got. Um, but you, you start to think about it and you go like, where are we going here? I mean, if this has become entrenched and this is now fodder for tens of millions of Americans. I don't know how many people watched it. I I don't think it's near as popular as the the Grammys used to be. But that's certainly not the Grammys I remember as a kid. I mean, we saw performances by, um, you know, know, great great artists that had great talent. And uh, it wasn't all about the visual uh, aspect of it. It was about um, quality music, quality lyrics, quality singing. And uh, not about, uh, I, I don't even know, I heard the lyrics were about cheating on your spouse or something. It's just crazy. Yeah, no, no. And that's now, that's what it's about, huh? And they're celebrating it, yeah. So, what does that mean? What do we as conservatives do? You know, we're here in a culture war where uh, it's no longer that they are the rebellion. We are now the rebellion. We are the rebellion against the established um, well anti, anti-moral, anti-ethical culture and that probably reflects the the primitive in all of us right we all have the the flesh to use a a biblical term right and when we fight that and we realize that there is a better way and there is a better route for our souls to pursue to to come to their their god intended fruition some have given into that though and have gone the other way and there's more and more appetite for it and there's more and more provision of it and uh, where does it end up? I don't know. Do you, who's the performer tomorrow night in the Super Bowl? Do you know, Leah? Yeah, Rihanna. Well, who's Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's
1: a singer. She's been. around.
0: Oh. I guess it would help if
1: I had my. There phone. you go. Yeah, it's Rihanna. Um, and she's been around since the two thousands.
0: Okay. So. Was she the one that went to the bakery and licked the donut? And one of those one of those performers I, did that. No,
2: <laughs> I have no, no idea I know. what you're talking a, about. Oh, you don't
0: remember? One of these performers, <laughs> one of these females. I see. I think she's a female uh, hip hop gal. You don't see that one? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Went to the bakery. Maybe a, I don't remember. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can went find. Went to it. a
1: bakery and licked a donut. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, no. Ariana Grande. Oh yeah. She okay. apologized for her donut licking. You didn't. You didn't hear that? No. Back in 2015, she apparently did some kind of a thing where she went to. She went to a donut film shop and licked a donut, you know? I mean, but this is the kind of behavior that you would have not you would not have seen um, uh, Barbara Streisand do. Now, even though she's a leftist, she's a great singer. You would not have seen Peggy Lee do this. Now, they had their own vices. I mean, some of these people had problems with, and I don't think Barbara did, but I mean, others had problems in their life, great singers. You look at uh, Judy Garland, you know, a childhood actress and, you know, tragic death. And So it's not that people don't have vices, but we celebrate this, and they do it for a plum and they do it for um, celebrity. It's, it's very troubling. And uh, But it's just emblematic of a culture where you can do whatever you want, and as long as it's outrageous, crazy, Uh, off the rails. um, You know, that's cool. You want to, you're a gal, you want to get parts cut off and be a boy. That's great. You want to, I saw a story that came out that Leah Thomas, the swimmer who, of Mm -hmm. course, really created so much fuel about uh, competition in women's sports, and we talked about it last week. It hasn't yet infiltrated weightlifting, right? Uh, No. Okay. Um, Which is one of your, um, you know, um, great loves. Um, But, Apparently, I, I saw a story that Leah Thomas had actually sort of exposed his junk to the female athletes. You know, it's Oof. like, what's this about? I, um, and you have to wonder where it's all going. So, well, maybe Rihanna will sing um, some romantic songs from the Frank Sinatra songbook tomorrow. Uh, Come fly with me. Let's go um, down to Peru. No. Um, no? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. I will
1: yeah, if you want I can play you some Rihanna on the break. I
0: think we'll do some Rihanna. We can't play it, it Oh, the, I
1: guess we can. It's well, it's not your okay, it's not okay. your kind of music.
0: But. Now have they started to What do you mean my kind of music? I'm like an eclectic guy. I like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh no, but uh, have you seen any sometimes they do preview Super Bowl commercials have you seen any have they been yeah no, sometimes I
1: haven't paid attention so. I
0: I probably won't watch the Super Bowl very much if uh, well other than I guess maybe replays or something if I see too much wokeness on the commercials I get tired of being lectured to yeah on through commercials I think I but, you know, a few years ago they did away with the Clydesdales and all the wonderful Clydesdale mm-hmm. commercials. I hope that they bring those back. Yeah. I'd like to see some of those.
1: I do know this is going to be the first year that they have they mentioned Jesus in a commercial. Ah, I think I posted that.
0: Wow, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I mean, we need to we need to get our compass straight mm-hmm. and need to get our compass back. I think that that's going to happen because people realize when you look within yourself and you look um, within uh, material and humanistic answers, they're generally not there. It takes a little while for folks to discover that. And sometimes they don't discover it until it's too late, but uh, they will. Well, I'm Randy. There's Leah. Our numbers are 314-912-1019. Enjoy. uh Enjoy the show all morning. Just pour, pour a cup of coffee, and uh, yeah, if you want to throw a little spritzer of some, you know, some of your favorite syrup and a little creamer in there. My wife likes the hazelnut stuff in there, but I prefer the plain coffee myself. Uh, join it. Pull up a pull up a bar, a stool to the bar. Let's uh, let's talk. And when we come back, we'll talk to Patrick Ishmael from Show Me Institute about some great things happening in the Missouri Legislature. Really cool for those of you who are gung ho about education choice. I'm going to ask him about that. Some good things going on. Randy Tobler with you on News Talk STL 101.9, this is the sound of drop on We move to the state level now as we talk with Patrick Ishmael, our friend and director of government accountability at the Show Me Institute with some exciting things, at least from what I can glean so far, going on at the general session there in Jefferson City. How are you doing, Patrick? Thanks for being here.
3: great thanks for
0: having me on Randy hey so this parental bill of rights was passed by the Senate as I understand Um, what's your assessment
3: well, so we testified in support of this particular bill, and in case your listeners don't know, this bill is a Missouri parents' bill of rights. There are a lot of different kinds of, of parents' bill of rights that are out there, but in in substance, the parents' bill of rights basically says that you should be at the center of your kid's education so that you can control exactly you know what what's being taught, so you can see exactly what's being taught, uh, and can make decisions about, you know, your kids' uh, uh, health care decisions in school and things like that. We testified in support of this bill. Uh, it went uh, out of committee, passed out of committee. It has now been perfected by the Senate, which is a step just before they can take a final vote on it, and after uh, they take that final vote, it'll go to the House. Uh, and, uh, frankly, it, it, it's kind of rare to see this kind of progress this early in the session. I think the last few years, uh, the legislature has been pretty slow-moving uh, when it comes to uh, getting things done, and, and sometimes we'll get things done in you know April and May when the session's about to end, but the fact that this has made so much progress so quickly is really heartening, and I think it's because it's a, it's a big priority of the Senate. Um, I think that they were disappointed last year that they weren't able to get a Missouri Parents Bill of Rights uh, through both chambers before the, the session ended, uh, and it's it's really nice to see uh, the Senate working together to uh, figure out a way to make sure that uh, parents know what's going on in the classroom. Uh, part of this bill also included uh, prohibition Against teaching uh, that uh, critical race theory is kind of the the umbrella idea, but it's the idea that, uh, you know kids are responsible for the sins of the past. That is also part of this legislation. I'm glad to see that. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, though, this is a transparency bill. It's good to see it moving through the Senate, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll get a, a final vote next week uh, and then go to the House.
0: So it passed on a voice vote, I guess is what I'd read, and it needs just a final rubber stamp. You don't anticipate any problem there, right?
3: No, no, no. And, and with, with legislation in the Missouri House and Senate, what typically happens is that mm-hmm you'll have a bill proposed, and then whatever chamber it's been proposed in, they have to take a perfection vote, and so a perfection vote is uh, basically the bill and all of its amendments, uh, and that becomes the, the bill for sure. Uh, and uh, that can be done by a voice vote, uh, but the actual vote, uh, where you actually have to you know stand by your vote, uh, where everyone, uh, you know, they, they say yay or nay, and they're counted uh, in, the, in the record for it, uh, that would be happening next week, uh, and then if it goes through the House without amendment, uh, what that means is that it will go to the governor at that point. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be go back to the Senate at that point. And uh, well, we'll see what the House does. They may want to make changes to it. But if they don't make changes, uh, it's going to be an up or down vote there as well. And then it'll go to the governor.
0: Now, uh, Senator Andrew Koenig, you know, no bill is without its controversy. And this is particularly a controversial issue among uh, you know, between the group who want to have parents more involved and those who say, well, you know, let teachers be teachers, let them be professionals. And we know the way the National Educational Association and other teachers unions tend to be pushing them which is a woke agenda um and so uh Senator Koenig said, uh, you know, not everyone's happy with it. think we're at a point where we can move on. There were concessions, apparently, over some closed-door negotiations over the weekend. Um, Senator Arthur from Kansas City said it's an attack on teachers because it micromanages. I guess they did remove language associated with the teaching of critical race theory nominally, I guess, right? But it still has provisions that could, eliminate, could limit basically teaching that white kids are oppressors and uh, minority kids are oppressed. Uh, what or Are there any other things that you would have liked to seen included, but in the interest of getting it passed, weren't, and you're okay with it? Yeah, you know, I think um, I probably
3: would have wanted to have seen a little bit more in the space of performance transparency. So the, the bill as it stands focuses on, you know, what's being taught. Uh, it requires all be put online uh, by the state uh, on a state website. And I think that's excellent. Uh, uh, same thing with spending. Spending is going to be required to be part of this uh, this portal that the, the state is going to set up so parents can see what's being taught and how money is being spent. I think I probably would have wanted to have seen a little bit more on the performance side of it. Um, I, I think that you've spoken with Susan about uh, most, uh, school most school it most school It includes all of that data all in one spot. And I'm not so sure that this particular version of the legislation uh, goes as far as I would want on making uh, performance metrics front and center it does talk about uh, a a kind of scorecard and so there is some uh, uh, addressing of the performance issues where uh, parents are going to be able to see kind of where their their kids stand but in kind of a printed format that they would receive before school opened up and so there is some of that but uh, certainly I I think that you could go a little bit further and uh, make the performance side of of the performance transparency a little bit more robust but also things considered, uh, you know, this looks yeah. like a really good piece of legislation.
0: I agree with you. I'm, I'm used to this being like many basketball games where, yeah, it's sort of, you bounce back and forth, not much happens the last two minutes, like that's the last few days of the session is when everything really, really gets juiced up, you know, but it seems like things are moving along. And I, I'm curious about the Missouri, it sets up the Missouri Education Transparency and Accountability Portal, as you said, um, curriculum textbooks source materials and syllabi so it's fairly granular if you get down to the syllabus level i would think that unless the teacher or 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 a department tries to you know just uh, willingly conceal something or you know cloak it other by in some other way i would think that parents ought to get a pretty good view of what's really being taught to their kids
3: yeah, and that's exactly what we've been pushing for for the last couple of years. I mean, we had our own uh, transparency project where we sent, over the course of two years, about 6,000 Sunshine Law requests to all the districts in the state. And we asked, you know, we want to see what you're teaching kids. Are you teaching CRT? You know, let us see your curricula. Uh, and going through the Sunshine Law can be very difficult because I, I think a, a lot of districts and a lot of local government aren't used to actually being responsive to the public. And so we would give responses like, you know, it'll cost you over $200,000 to get access to these records. And when we did receive records, we would just turn around and put them online and allow the public to make their own decisions and judgments about what a school was teaching or not teaching. Um, but the, the fact that this uh, portal is going to exist, it, it creates, you creates know, exactly the kind of transparency that we want, because it's not transparency at the schools or the district's discretion. It's transparency because that is what we expect for our tax dollars. If, if you're going to take people's money through force, and that's what taxation is at the end of the day, it's different than a private transaction. But if you're going to take that money, the, the least that you can do, the very least you can do, do is tell people how you're spending it. Uh, and I think that, frankly, this should have been uh, part of uh, state and local uh, practice years ago. Uh, but the fact that this the section, is as robust as it is, I think is, is great, and it certainly fits with the kind of work that we've done in the last few years. Not only org, but also, again, the Show Me curriculum Project.
0: Yeah, this is really exciting stuff, and I, I know you have to be thrilled because you've done an awful lot of advocacy in behalf of parents through the Transparency Initiative, reporting both on the on the quality level as well as, most recently, uh, a compendium of expenditures. Uh, and that, is, again, is MoSchools.org? No. no.
3: MostSchoolRankings.org. school rankingsorg it, it, yeah. it has performance, it has spending. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an excellent resource, and, and Susan, my, my, uh, our Director of Education, Susan Penagraph, has done an excellent job putting that yeah. website together, but it's MostSchoolRankings.org. All
0: right, now, uh, the, other, the last thing that I wanted to talk with you about, about this Parental Bill of Rights, I love the way the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported on it. I mean, you know, I call them the St. Louis Most Attached. Uh, they quote, this is their reporting, the debate marked the latest chapter in a push-by by mostly white conservatives to limit school lessons dealing with race and gender concepts. I mean, <laughs> you just can't make this up. These people, it's just it's it's just in their sinews. They cannot. They just cannot uh, try to try to demonize people uh, based on the color of their skin. Um, at any rate, it says that. Um, I, I, what is the genesis or the idea behind um, requiring the names of guest speakers at the school? And information about collection and transmission of student data. Uh, Tell me about that. I understand the guest speakers. And maybe would that include uh, um, people featured on an agenda at a school event? I'm thinking of the drag queen controversy at the event that some middle schoolers went to in Columbia. Would that be included in this, or how is that defined, or is it school uh, speakers on the campus at the school? Do you know yet?
3: Yeah, I, I think that it has to do with, and this is not something that we had pressed for, this is something that the legislature decided to have as part of this, this package, but I think it's more or less kind of a statement of, if you're spending money on speakers, uh, you need to, of course, say that you're spending this money, but also... It's kind of like a a curriculum or an educational document that may sit outside of what may already exist written to paper. And so I think it's a way to make sure that you can't do an end around the Mm -hmm. letter and spirit of what this law is gonna be where you don't have any of this content in the curriculum, but you do have uh, speakers that uh, what they're talking about may not otherwise be uh, made available to parents. And so like you say, uh, Mm it's this idea at, like in Columbia where um, I don't know that parents uh, actually knew that their kids were going to see a, a drag show. Um, and so uh, making sure that parents are apprised of everything that's going on in their kids' education, If there's going to be an event with uh, a speaker there uh, that's, Compensated or not, um, I think that that is what that section uh, intends to make sure parents know about.
0: And what about the collection and transmission of student data? Was that to maybe was that a last minute inclusion after it became uh, revealed that over in uh, in Virginia, um, some schools were holding back information on national merit scholarship eligibility uh, from um, from white kids uh, because they didn't want to give them so called advantage in applying for you know whatever for school. It was crazy. Um, Well, I I think
3: that section is 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 intended to add some protection over and above like what HIPAA would otherwise provide. It's just making sure that you know if you have a a picture of a kid's iris, for instance, uh, that uh, that information is not just floating around in some database somewhere. Um, I don't know how common uh, this that that section is going to be at issue, but of course, when you have technology developing the way that it is, it's probably worthwhile to, to have some provision to make sure that parents still ultimately have full control over their kids health information I know that uh, the uh, one piece of legislation in Florida included a provision like that, and I think it was for for that kind of reason. So it may be a little more forward-looking than, than him. Yeah,
0: is. yeah. when there's biometric data. Uh, I did read some uh, I did read some reporting that no one else has reported, Patrick, and that is that the legislators that inserted this had just watched a Nicolas Cage face-off festival. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just kidding, great just kidding. Great movie.
3: That's a great movie. It's a
0: great movie. I love that movie. That and, and National Treasure. I mean, I don't know. Those are a couple great movies. And
3: anyway. He is, he, Nicholas Cage is a national
0: treasure. He is. He is. Hey, uh, this is a fantastic uh, bit of work by the legislature. I hope that uh, everyone who is listening can get in touch with their legislators, encourage them to really push this thing through without getting it bogged down in amendments and slog and then it dies in somewhere in nowhere land. Um, and I want to thank you and uh, Susan and, and of course Brenda and everyone there at the Show Me Institute for uh, really pushing. I know you've done a lot of advocacy on this as we've talked and I want to ask the, the, the uh, listeners too to, to log on to um, the showmeinstitute.org website so that they can help you in your efforts because it's not free and cheap to do these things <laughs> it uh, it's, uh, <laughs> costs a lot of money to file Sunshine Law and to and, you know and we, and, we,
3: and we appreciate the support from the yeah. public we've been around for now almost two decades yeah. and uh, it's been amazing to have the support we can.
0: and you've made a huge difference for freedom and limited government and accountability in government it's really great to to see so hey thanks so much we really appreciate it. i didn't mention david stokes our other good friend here who regularly appears on the program patrick thank you very very much appreciate it and we look forward to talking to you again maybe when this baby passes to see if they've tweaked it in some negative direction significantly okay
3: <laughs> sure thing thanks randy all
0: righty thank you there he is patrick ishmael And that is the kind of work that the Show Me Institute does. They have advocated for your rights as parents, as grandparents, you know, influencers of your children's education and taxpayers. You have a right to know what's going on. And if this bill, uh, at least close to its current form, sees the light of day, this will be a major advance. Now, the next step, of course, is what? Education choice. We've got to see some education choice where the dollar follows the scholar. That should be our mantra going forward. That's what I think. How about you? Give me a buzz about what we just talked about or what we're going to talk about in the next segment. And that is the Twitter files. What they exposed about the government manipulating a big social engine, media uh, media engine. You know that. And some uh, some rebuke of the Twitter execs by some congresswomen. We'll have a lot of fun with that on The Randy Tobler Show on 1019941 one News Talk STL. Stay right there. So this is Rihanna. It's like
1: she wasn't with who? We That's right. this, this is one of her biggest
0: songs.
2: Yeah.
0: When does the music start?
2: It's already started, but she's coming up here. That's the music? <laughs>
0: I don't hear a melody. I thought music had a melody. <laughs> I sound like my dad. I probably sound like 90% of the listeners. Now, so why don't we play a little um, Burt Bacharach? You know, Burt Bacharach died uh, this week. You know, know. Burt.
1: I don't
0: know who that is. Leah. You don't know who Rihanna is. Do you know the way to San Jose? No. What the world needs now is love, sweet. You don't know any of that stuff. No, oh. that sounded lovely. Well, I think we need to do some educating here for Miss Leah. Of course, she's got to educate me about the hip hop scene too. I'm not too hip hoppy. If you're, uh, <laughs> if you've got feelings about our culture, because that that really is, as we know, upstream from politics and um, the culture now. So visible over social media, over uh, legacy media. We saw it at the Grammys. We talked a little bit about it in the first segment, if you're just joining us. Um, and, and you know, where is it going? And when do we reel it back in and say, hey, we're not prudes. We certainly enjoy, um, you know, uh, there, there's always been sensuality in in theater and in art. Uh, but it's gone to a different level where it's it's, uh, it's, it's speaking to the base, the most base, primitive, uh, uh, the, the amygdala of our being, if you will. The amygdala, of course, being a part of the brainstem. So, at any rate, I did want to play something going back to these uh, cl- uh, these uh, committees hearings. There were three ongoing, um, you know, pulling the curtain back on some of the corruption in government, some of the corruption that government... Enables uh, Jason Smith, our House of uh, the House Ways and Means Chairman. He's from the Booty Hill uh, here in Missouri. It's great to see him as a as a chair of such a powerful committee. But he uh, he held a hearing the other day about the fact that there's at least two hundred billion in fraud over the COVID era. Uh, Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP program, and how, oh, you know, fraudsters were uh, either overstating revenue, uh, overstating salaries, or more commonly, uh, we've read and heard about. There was a process, There was a big FBI multi-car chase of a guy in mid-Missouri uh, that uh, we reported on on my weekday show there in Columbia. That. Um, This guy had taken 125, stolen 125, 130 or more um, Social Security numbers and then claimed that those were employees and, of course, got revenue for it. These kind of frauds are going on. Jason Smith made the comment the other day on an interview that there could be uh, the $200 billion is a minimum number. It's probably north of that. Um, and and the fraud that went on in various programs is just legion, and it's it's so costly for taxpayers trying to make ends meet when eggs are costing four, five, six, seven bucks and uh, a dozen. What what's the, what's the egg price these days? You're a, Leah, aren't you? a Big egg eater, being a weightlifter and CrossFit gal. Don't you um, don't you slurp no, the raw eggs like no. Rocky? No? no. Get up early in the morning, do the slurpy raw egg right now. No, no up, that sounds okay. gross. <laughs> They're expensive though, right? Yeah. Someone told me the other day they spent. Uh, my mom. I had dinner with mom last night. Told me that uh, someone she knew bought eighteen egg. Doesn't have eggs. It's like almost seven bucks. Someone had told her. I couldn't wow. believe it. That is crazy. Well, I haven't. I, but at any anyway, rate, I get off track. So in that's one committee, and they're going to be doing some hearings on that. And of course, Joe Biden asked for in the State of the Union speech asked for some. Some extra prosecutorial muscle. I'm worried about that because there are good people trying to do the right thing during that very chaotic time when the rules were changing. Sometimes the rules weren't even finalized until shortly before the applications were due. I knew I was a part of that, uh, trying to figure all that out. Uh, me and the CFO at, at our hospital and boy, what a working late into the night uh, talking with auditors. The auditors, the the, the, are the accountants, you know, who are the auditors uh, for the company didn't know either. And I know that those of you out there who are small business people. Uh, you, you get what I'm talking about. I just hope that people don't get caught up in a net of so-called fraud, uh, a fraud investigation when they were doing a good faith effort to comply with what were ridiculous rules. When accountants are struggling with the rules and helping you manage them, you know, you know that there's going to be problems and there's going to be opportunities for people that have nefarious intents. So that was one thing going on. The other, of course, was the Hunter Biden laptop issue. And um Well, there were several Congresswomen who were really worked up over this, one of whom was Lauren Boebert from Colorado. And um, she had it in with Yoel Roth, who, of course, was really the the kingpin of that operation uh, in terms of the so-called safety and, you know, propriety of what was being posted. And so he was really had a, a big say in the in the censorship and the throttling of conservative voices. Listen,
4: did you shadow ban my account? Yes or no.
3: Again, not to the best of my recollection.
4: So the answer is, Mr. Roth, yes, you did. I found out last night from Twitter staff that you suppressed my account for this tweet. It's a freaking joke about Hillary Clinton being angry that she couldn't rig her election. It's a joke, but in response, being the sinister overlords that you all are, you placed a 90-day account filter so I could not be found. And now we see here that Twitter staff said the visibility filter on my account excluded me from top searches, prevented notifications for non-followers and much more. This is considered an aggressive visibility filter. You silenced members of Congress from communicating with their constituents. You You silenced me from communicating with the American people over a freaking joke. Now, who the hell do you think that you are? Election interference?
0: Wow. Uh, she she properly took it to him. Now, this guy, ironically, his position, Yoel Roth, was the director of trust and safety, or safety and trust. But where does the trust come in? The trust has been absolutely lost on companies like Twitter. Zuckerberg admitted as much during Facebook with the with Joe Rogan podcast, and previously in Congress. He's testified to that. And the free speech in the town square and these companies are the modern mall bell. They're the modern telephone line. They're the modern way that people communicate with one another in, in similar ways that in the days of yore the phone, uh, you know, was, was used and, and, and is today. And I'm hoping that if, and when there's enough muscle in Congress, I don't think that it's going to happen. Of course, with a slim um, house majority only for the GOP, but, you hope that things will be righted and that they the right of people to take action against these companies will be reinstated because now they're immune and they shouldn't be because they essentially have a, an editorial bent, And we've talked about that before. Um, another uh, Congresswoman, and I want to play some of that for you. I've got it here, Leah, Nancy Mace, who herself uh, apparently got asthma and some heart issues or something after she had a, uh, after she uh got a vaccine and she was concerned about it and had posted some stuff but listen to what she had to say
4: that information
0: is it working uh
1: i don't i don't think so oh what happened i can play it over here if you want there's a bunch of static coming through your.
0: oh okay well i wonder if the thought police are on it go (laughs) ahead and play nancy
1: uh, I let me see which number
0: well we'll we'll get to that yeah. in a minute but basically she went after this guy and uh, it was the same same old same old i'll tell you what let's switch gears because we only have a couple of minutes left here uh, on this segment um, and uh, we're going to be talking to dr bob onder at the top of the hour because there's a there's a, a riveting Frightening story with a whistleblower out of the Washington University pedi- pediatric transgender clinic that broke late in the week. The Attorney General Andrew Bailey's all over it. And uh, jo- Bob Bonder, Dr. Bob, will join us to unpack that. Another example here in our fair city of some, uh, and sadly, my alma mater, Wash U, where I trained and, and taught and practiced for years. Um, just really sad what's going on there. Um, at any rate, uh, so. On the weaponization uh, committee, weaponization of government, Tulsi Gabbard was uh, was testifying. And it was in the context of how our First Amendment uh, speech has been taken away and how uh, there's hate speech. Uh, this was in testimony against hate speech uh, 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 legislation that is circulating through the Congress. I don't think, again, it will see uh, ultimate passage. But it's frightening that, you know, who determines what hate speech is and when powerful people in government start to, you know, make serious claims about others, it has serious damage and serious implications for people. Take a listen.
2: Former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton accused me, a sitting member of Congress, a soldier, and a candidate running for president, of being, quote, groomed by the Russians. Her baseless smear worked as intended. It was something that was repeated over and over, headline after headline. Article after article, pushed online, in every way. This had the harmful imf- uh, impact that it that was intended. I could give you many examples of interactions that I've had with people throughout that campaign and still today. But I remember one in particular that had an impact. Just weeks after this statement was made, I was in South Carolina at a campaign event When a woman, elderly woman came up to me and I could tell that she was very disturbed. She came up and she put her hands on my shoulders and she looked into my eyes, her eyes welling up, hands shaking, and she said, look me in the eyes. I need to know if you are working for Putin. She was serious. I couldn't believe it. I looked her straight back in the eyes and Express to her from my heart how much I love this country so much that I'm willing to die for it.
0: Okay. Now, of course, Hillary Clinton, I guess, has the right of free speech. The problem is with a complicit media and with the specter of a DOJ that goes after parents who say things at board meetings. uh, You know, people who speak out against transgender so-called affirmation. Uh, They are, you know, demonized as transphobic. I've had hate mail personally for that. You can understand how people in powerful places accusing people of treason can mean a lot. Here's her thoughts about another person that accused her of something. It's more of that clip.
2: More recently, U.S. Senator Mitt Romney accused me of treason, a crime that is punishable by death under our laws. I challenged him to back this back this serious allegation up with evidence. What was this based on? There was no response, no explanation, no evidence, and certainly no apology. Now, these accusations are often shrugged off as well hey it 's politics. People say things about each other all the time. But that may be easy for some of you to say, but For somebody who wears a uniform, this is serious. And it's serious not only to me, but to my fellow service members and veterans. Every one of us making a decision at some point in our lives to raise our right hand, prepared and volunteering to lay our life down for this country.
0: And you can go on and on and on with people in powerful places. Now, it's one thing when Tulsi Gabbard, a politician, sharp elbows politics, gets serious charges from another politician. I guess you could dismiss that as hyperbole and as, you know, uh, that should roll off her back, but like water off a duck. But uh, it's different when the full power of governmental officials, whether they're elected, whether they're in the fifth column in the permanent bureaucracy, the DOJ. If they can do it to someone like Tulsi Gabbard, if they can do it to uh, others on Twitter that are blue check, you know, verified, they can come after you too. And we have to be careful. We'll switch gears at the top of the hour. Join uh, Dr. Bob Anders. he will uh, talk with us about this transgender whistleblower. You won't believe your ears. Stay tuned for more on the Tobler
2: Show.